this whole bruhaha around uh, immersive experiences and you know storytelling and you know because everyone's a storyteller now you know nobody just talks or gives presentations so you know we thought you know let's get into a little bit of the nuts and bolts of it because obviously there is a lot of tech involved but i think it is much much more than tech so our guests today are sonia and doron i will give you know it will be an injustice to try and introduce them myself so i'm going to just give them a little time to introduce themselves and then jump uh, right into our conversation so over to you sonia thank you samiran thank you for having us my name is sonia i lead immerse at the story culture company we are based in goa super excited to be here yeah doron Yeah, also thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. It's been nice to work with everybody. Yeah, my name is Daron Sajay and I'm a sound artist, sound and light artist, sorry, based in Berlin, though I'm American originally. I work a lot with immersive mediums. I also do instrument design. I'm a teacher, a curator. I kind of do a lot of different things here in Berlin. But my focus is on working with sound and light to create immersive environments either in performance or installation. So a great great and i think sonia the first step to being immersive is to open an office in goa i think that gets you really <laughs> get the right environment so uh, but i think yeah i think a lot has been said about this whole thing around immersive experiences and maybe most of us only touch and feel it you know in the movies and then you see a great star wars movie or lord of the rings and or you go to theme parks and you know there's smoke blowing from here and sounds coming from there and you know it's oh great or then there is ar vr but i think i would imagine that there is much more to immersive experiences than that there is the narrative there is the human emotion uh, there is a lot of the whole the humanities the art the environment angle and then that gets married to technology in some way or the other so i mean any one of you or both of you you know so how do you define this whole piece around immersive experience in your day to day life how do you talk about it to people you meet yeah i would just like to i mean also add to the first question to say that i think to me immersive experiences are anything that can trigger the feeling of empathy where you are literally what is empathy which is literally to be in the shoes of others and like like doran said if it can change my reality in some way for example i've experienced something on a vr headset where i was underwater and looking at coral reefs that have been bleached and really imagining the impact of climate change underwater so something about that makes me really sort of take some action and understand what is happening and i think um in that sense for me also in the past 5 to 10 years like you said something about us trying to understand different worlds and really empathize with what is out there i specifically also think that south asian narratives have truly lend themselves to immersive mediums beyond the screen as well and i think um to that really seeing how art storytelling and technology can come together to tell our stories differently is is really important to explore right now yeah i mean i know what you're saying i think you know immersion it's such a hot word these days in a way 
it's become so hot that I sometimes it almost becomes meaningless in a way. I feel like every artist wants to say their work is immersive. Everything is immersive. And I think it's, it becomes problematic because it's so overused. And I think to a certain degree, right, all art is immersive. All life is immersive. It's always, you know, even just looking at a painting in a room, you're also engaging with the architecture in the room. Everything is immersive in a way. Um, and I think there's a difference between an immersive experience, which is kind of everything, and immersive artwork. And I think immersive artwork um, is something that specifically engages with this idea of immersion, kind of submersing the audience into this kind of spectacle of storytelling, of light, of sound, of all of these different things. And so I, I feel like oftentimes the term is misused to just say like, oh, there's stuff around you or that there's a lot of things in a room. But to me, it's really, or at least my favorite immersive works are ones that really, they change your reality. You know, the way we experience reality is light, it's sound, it's all these things, touch. And immersive artwork really opens that up and says, okay, an artwork can create a reality for you in a moment. And that's super powerful and exciting. Yeah. I don't know if I had answered the question, but yeah. No, no, I love the way that you said it changes your reality. And so I'm just wondering, so, you know, you touched upon this, you know, supposing I was at the Louvre and looking at the Mona Lisa, or I was listening to a great music recital or at a concert. So in a sense, I am immersed in that experience. I'm kind of interacting in a way with or experiencing the art, the music, or even a movie. So what's changed maybe in the last five or seven years that immersiveness has become so cool, you know? I mean, I would imagine that what we were doing before that also was immersive, but now we are more immersed than before. What's changed really in the last? Yeah, I think it's also the idea of having our stories live on longer than, you know, it is currently, right? And I think the key word here, like you used, is what is the medium that we're using to tell that, right? So it could be, I mean, of course, newer technologies like AR, VR, XR, but also looking at maybe historical experiences that we've always had in our folklore, which is theater, right? Or even performance and looking at ways to have immersive theater and immersive performances kind of travel around the world, including globally. And so there are many, many ways to look at immersive experiences, in my opinion, beyond also technology. It's really in the way that we want to tell the story and how far and wide we want to carry that. And so far, like you said, it's been happening with books and right now also it's social media. But I do think that people are looking for like, especially post-pandemic, looking for more IRL, which is in real life experiences where there is more human connection, more empathy. I, I was reading a report where they are saying that immersive experiences and immersive installations particularly are an empathy tool almost and I think it is in that medium and the choice that we make with the medium that makes all the difference so you know so I think kind of I'll just link what I asked you know about what's changed from the last from the centuries before to now and Sonia very interestingly that you brought up this piece about South Asian so I think across India and Southeast Asia we have a very very long tradition of you know word of mouth one is to one one is to many storytelling you know everything's a fable a story you know and these are all handed down by word of mouth by song and by whatever so that in itself is possibly immersive so i think what we probably need to kind of put our head around is that how do we take these localized experiences to a larger audience i think that's where Maybe technology and maybe the process of immersion in a digital medium will become useful because I think people, if I see you live in front of you, maybe I'm immersed. But if you take the same performance somewhere else, 
then it's probably not. So, I mean, I mean, just what's your general thought or experience in number one, this whole, why is it so cool today versus what we were seeing 10 years back? And, you know, this whole thing on folk art and taking it global and making it immersive. I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, a few things. I mean, first of all, I wonder, like, oftentimes when we talk about immersive work, we, of course, put it together with technology, which I think is, is really relevant, but it's also irrelevant. And I'll get into that in a minute. But I wonder also, like, I think that arts practices maybe used to be more immersive just naturally, you know, whether if you're looking at music and or ritual music, or all these ways that people engage with music in these rooms where you're surrounded by it, these environments, but also visual arts, like now, you know, the art world work moved into this idea of like having a painting in a white room versus you look at kind of older works. And it's like these rooms that are like completely ornate, it was covered with gold and like Rococo, like engravings all over rooms like I think in periods of history there was always this idea of immersion but we didn't really talk about it that way and maybe it's that the art world and the music world became really focused about the stage or like the blank wall with the painting on it and I think that in maybe in some ways this idea of immersion now is maybe a return to some more natural ways of making art and it's not actually that radical Um, it's only radical in response to the way things have been Um, And I do think that there's probably a lot of reasons that it's become more popular recently, partially because technology has changed how we can engage with this. And, uh, you know, VR, augmented reality, if I want to perform music instead of performing on two speakers now, I can often perform on 200 speakers. And that's so much more immersive. But it's also the connections that we have to people has also shifted over the years. And I think we also require more out of artwork and more out of performance. You know, I have a telephone. I've got billions of minutes of music on this thing that I can listen to on a hi-fi system at my home. Why should I go to a concert if it's just going to be listening to music? So I want also a different kind of experience. If I go to see a concert, I want it to be a once in a lifetime experience that engages the room, engages my reality, that gives me something I cannot have at home. Uh, you know, sometimes I go to see concerts of bands that I like, and it sounds so much like the record, what they're doing on stage that I'm like, why did I come here? I really want to be engulfed and surrounded by a creative new experience. And yeah, so I think, yeah, so there's probably a lot of reasons that it's popular now and becoming really exciting, but also the technology is cheaper. It's more accessible. Uh, all these things about playing and, and changing somebody's reality is a lot easier. And of course, I can't really talk too much about the South Asian experience and about storytelling and history. But I do know, like, for instance, I have a student right now um, who comes from Kerala, I guess. Is that, I don't know how to pronounce it. He, and he's really interested in this type of music called Panchavadya which is this kind of ritual music in the region. And he's like, he's trying to connect it to modern electronic music and trying to figure it out. And he shows me videos of it. And I'm just like, this is an immersive experience to hear this music. It can be a huge group of people playing these instruments and you're surrounded by it. And it's a completely immersive experience. And he's trying to connect it to, you know, modern electronic dance music and kind of pump a little life into this type of storytelling that's been passed through generations and generations of people and trying to update it and figuring out new ways to do it. And it's interesting to watch to see how can you reimagine this kind of tradition. It's exciting. Yeah, Samir, 
would like to add to that in the sense that when you were asking why is it more relevant today, I also think creators are starting to find, you know, newer ways and more creative ways to tell their stories. It's no longer film, music, cinema as we've known it, or series, or even just books. At least the creators that we have been, you know, attached to through our lab, the lab that we run called the Immerse Lab, what we're finding and what we're learning is that each of these creators have a core medium that they've always worked with and are now trying to reimagine wider ways to tell their stories. And so they're looking at newer technologies, but also maybe theater, and there's understanding what world building means to them and how to take that to wider audiences and have more impact in real life. And so I think while there is just there's technology available, there is also curiosity amongst creators and the audience that is looking for like a diverse experience or a more impactful experience. From where you're at, an American in Berlin, so to speak. How is this unfolding generally? I mean, is this like a global phenomenon? Because we, we, we obviously from this part of the world, you know, we see what we see and we know what we know. But is this kind of a globally unfolding phenomenon or is it uh, localized? Is it localized to medium? Is it localized? I think there's so many different approaches to immersive media. I mean, of course, like some people just like to work with more like augmented reality or like virtual reality headsets. And that's, I think, very powerful. I tend to gravitate more towards like pieces that really mess with our sense of perception. I think maybe one of the most tend to gravitate more towards like one of the wildest immersive pieces I think I've ever seen was this piece here in Berlin by this artist. I think it was Kurt Henschlager. He does a lot of sound, a lot of visual stuff. And he had this piece at Berghain, not in the like uh, concert venue place, but they have another room, massive space, completely dark, no lights in there at all. You walk in, you can't see anything, kind of making your way through this room. And you start to, you hear some sounds and you see a little bit of a light coming from somewhere in the room. And as you like turn a corner, there's this giant screen. I don't know what it was. It was not a projection screen. I, I don't know what it, it was. Maybe a very high resolution LCD screen. And the room for like 30 seconds would remain pitch black. And then a very, very quick, very bright animation would happen on this screen. And it was so bright. And your eyes were so adjusted to the dark that it burned an image onto your retina. And so the flash would happen. Yeah, it's totally wild. The flash would happen. And then it was dark and you would still see the image for the next, you know, it would, the image would slowly fade out of your perception over the next 15 seconds or so. And it was so cool because if somebody was in front of you, their shadow would be there, but you would see them for the next like 20 seconds, no matter where you looked around. This image of the screen of the shadows of people was burned into your into your eyes. And it was like so immersive in this way that your reality, your internal reality and the external reality became totally like blended. You could look up, but you still thought you were looking to the side. And because of the way that your your brain processes these after images, it wouldn't be the same as the animation you saw. You would see other colors. You'd see other like shapes that would form. Very, very cool piece. Sure, absolutely. I've been consuming a lot of immersive art, at least in the past couple of years, and it is up and coming in our region for sure. And I think what's happening here is that a lot of creators are exploring immersive mediums, but it's very much happening in silos. We do have quite a few great creators in Delhi, Kochi, you know, Mumbai, what we do lack and what we are also jealous of from from Berlin and, and uh, you know, many other countries around the world is the is infrastructure to keep this going, sustain it in some way. Um, we have the stories, we have the creators, we have the audience, um, but I would say there is still a lack of um, 
sufficient platforms, of course, funding, mentorship, um, and resources for um, you know large sums of um, uh, creators to find their path. And I think what essentially we are trying to do with Immerse is to is to kind of you know, build these relationships, right? How can we bring partners on board with creators who have strong stories and strong voices? and connect them to audiences. And essentially, you know, we have the lab model. So we do run an in-house lab called root.ax with which, you know, we ran our first Immerse lab. And we did see a lot of success from how, how, and essentially when I say a lab, we are running, running an accelerator where participants came with projects, very strong projects, I would say, and which is where didn't have access to the right mentorship, the right resources to make their projects come alive. And that's where we, in fact, had Doran as well, mentor a few projects and um, really look into what is possible with these stories, right? And so I think with Immerse, that's essentially what we're trying to do. One is to offer that resource, the mentorship, the access, but also a platform to make these come alive and to really understand what it would take for us also as India and also as South Asia to tell our stories uh, via immersive mediums and what that means for us. And that's essentially the exploration we're on with Immerse. So, I mean, the creator, the artist, I mean, how do they even imagine this when they create it or is it that they create something and it means different things to different people because i mean i can't even imagine how you would kind of even anticipate the end result of an experience like this right because it's it's like different people different things or or do you kind of blast yourself with white light all the time to see what's burning into your retina yeah <laughs> Yeah, no, I think these are very good questions. And this is one of the things where, especially when I lead workshops, I really try to emphasize, but like, I think it can be really intimidating to get started working with immersive medium because you go and see a work and they're big budget events. You go to the Van Gogh thing, they probably put a hundred thousand dollars into putting this on. And a lot of these works have such a high budget that you feel like in so much technology that you think that, how do I get started with this? But the truth is, I think immersive media is even easier than making a painting in a lot of ways. Like it's about these raw materials of, of touch, of smell, of sound, of light. You know, a single light in a room can be more immersive than a $100,000 projection system if you play with it in the right way. If you think about shadow, if you think about surface, if you think about these things. And at least for me, the way that I kind of stumbled on working with these ways is really just a matter of playing with materials and lights and sounds, just spending a lot of time. Just like I go to the thrift store, I go to, I go to the dollar shop. I just buy a lot of little cheap toys and things like this. And I play with it. Um, and it's the same thing. I think with like this kind of after image of this piece that I talked about, like that the same technique that this artist is using in this piece are things that I discover in my studio just by, you know, strobing my computer screen or just like, it's really just about playing with, materials and lights and just seeing what what happens oftentimes to really make the final piece you may need a budget to really do it properly but to discover the techniques of creating emotions of storytelling through through these kind of immersive mediums you don't need much money you just you just need a curiosity and time to experiment don't i often tell people don't like Sometimes the wrong place to start is having a real idea of some huge project. Don't start there. Like start with just the small things and see what you can do and then how you can scale it up. I really think one light and one speaker in a room, if you use it right, can be so much more immersive than the most expensive VR headset. It's just a matter of playing with things and being curious, experimenting. I just want to add a little 
respond to that question as well. Sorry to interrupt because this is a really good question that Samarina has asked, which is even for creators themselves. Of course, we have friends, you know, in Bombay running the Mumbai Light Festival, and of course, we've you know bringing down the Van Gogh experience here. There's Kochi Biennale, a bunch of artists beautiful work together but it is really what does it take for an artist or a creator do they need to know how to VR script do they have to absolutely be creative technologists to make immersive work happen do they have to know the workings of writing a script for a theater experience so what does it really take even to kind of envision something in in that way so I think this is a great place to kind of just ask is that supposing there are listeners out there or there are people who have an idea who've done some work maybe they're experimented with one medium or the other and they want to kind of embark on this journey you know so you know where should they go next you know what should they do are there courses are there youtube videos are there pieces of work that inspire or you know what's kind of the next two or three steps one can take in that journey to become better or than what they are today you know what should they do but i mean just in terms of a structure i mean i mean is there like a way back when we were studying there was oh, this is the Bible for creative, you know, biology or physics. I mean, is, is there a place or a course or something that people can go to and say, okay, you know, at least I've got my basics right or, you know, at least my thinking's right. Or, I mean, is there a, a dark room with a white screen burning anything into your retina out there that can trigger their thinking? Yeah, that's a good question. I think everybody's path is so different, like, and what interests they want. I think at least... For me, I always find like seeing other people's work to be inspiring, to just try to see a lot of things on the internet, see a lot of like try to go to shows and get an experience. You know, I don't think you need to be a coder to to do things. Usually like I'm not a good coder, but I build instruments, I build huge systems, but it's usually just by like being curious about something and then Googling it, finding somebody who's written a bit of code already, hacking it together. I think it's just about taking baby steps into learning little tools that you think might be useful and over years you get better at it but i don't know fake it till you make it is my like general like way of working if you, if you want to do something big just kind of fake it and see what happens and something comes up but i think seeing other people's work is a really important step to just know what's out there and what's possible and how you can, you know, if you have a painting and you want to be like, well, how can I turn this painting into something immersive, right? You have to have some ideas about what are like other techniques that other artists are using to, to do this and a curiosity. I don't know. It's, I, there's no one, one size fits all formula. I think I agree with Doran that the more you consume immersive mediums and see what is happening out there, I think the more inspired one can get. But a bit of a shameless plug here. I mean, what I'm trying to essentially say by plugging this in is to to see if, if there are more and more South Asian creators who are even curious to even to sort of learn and receive mentorship and knowledge around. And I think what we've learned is that when you bring a network together, when you bring the community together, a lot of things can happen just in terms of just us offering that platform i think a lot can come in when you just bring a bunch of curious creators together to see what can happen next i think essentially that's from what i hear is how it started out in many other countries as well absolutely i think people are just a little reticent maybe about reaching out or or maybe you know that's that first initial thing. in fact we were we've kind of obviously going to be launching a season three and we were in fact looking for you know what would make a podcast more engaging you know i mean you you talk and we've tried video and we've tried transcripts and you know all the usual linear methods of you know getting reach and yeah i mean this kind of triggers 
some thinking that you know how do how do you make the audio medium more engaging and what else do you do so yeah that that's a very interesting proposition sonia i think the the immerse lab seems to be i think i mean i don't know how we will land up using this podcast but i think if if it kind of gets out there and you get 10x more entries than you're getting now i think it will be a job good well done what we're seeing is essentially the audience is everywhere but the access is the bigger question and i think of course you know rti one cities you know in the mumbai the delhi bangalore of course have a lot more access but i don't think there is any dearth of creators or stories or even audience when it comes to immersive mediums or any media overall this is actually what i i'm noticing as well and reading i well i personally have no idea to tell you the truth but i imagine i mean everywhere must be so different i mean i've never been to india but yeah it does have its own unique history unique present in unique population right i mean it's such a huge population i mean europe where it's actually i mean it's not that many people you know even here in europe compared to america berlin has 3 million people it feels like a huge city in europe but compared to los angeles or new york where i'm i'm from like it's tiny you know so all these things are very different in how your audiences and it's very very different here obviously what we've realized from our conversation here is that one conversation is not enough so there is just so much you can talk about and so many new things that come up i mean just this whole thing about experiencing a new reality you know touching and feeling things that you couldn't otherwise you know different people uh experiencing or seeing the same thing but experiencing completely different and you know it's it's just crazy and potentially you know limitless in its thinking but i really really thank uh, you sonia and you doron for at least uh, opening that little window for all of us to kind of look into and explore the possibilities of what can be i'm sure people will kind of follow up and you know go back and check out a lot of the stuff that you have mentioned I mean of course everyone please be encouraged to look at what Immerse Labs is doing and you know if 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 there is a fit you have a great idea do hop in uh you know check them out drop a line and I think that would be fantastic so thank you again once again thanks to both of you and that brings us to the end of the special episode where we talked about immersive experiences storytelling and the limitless possibilities that we have thank you